On this episode of Kitchen Table Netrunner, we are excited to share our first email, review the news, including our very own Nisei interview, and perhaps most exciting, we talk about hosting our very first GNK. Stick around to see how we did. Welcome to Kitchen Table Netrunner. I'm Tristan. I'm Nicole. January. Ooh, it's flying by. Yeah, so it's definitely time to record a new episode. Agreed. Okay, first thing. Since episode four, we've had some feedback. Oh, yes, yes. So some people have said nice things previously on Stimhack, but this is the first time we got an email. That's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, so we got an email from Australia. Fancy. Sorry, yeah. I can't see my facial expressions. It's it's summer there. Just let, let's you, go to let that sink in. Yeah. Okay. So says I'm enjoying your podcast and hope your GNK goes well from Canberra. So thank you, Michael, for sending that in. Also, we got our first likes in Podbean. I don't even know what that means or how you do it, but <laughs> somebody did it and they said that they liked it. I don't know how to check other things. It's also the first time I had the experience of playing on Jinteki. And then someone was like, hey, I know you from the podcast. <laughs> You're a celebrity. <laughs> Apparently. I think I might have been, um, I might even have been spectating a game. And then the person started chatting with me <laughs> instead of playing. <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny. I enjoyed that. Yes, you did. <laughs> also, uh, one day I was in the grocery store. and did somebody walk up to you then and say, hey, I know you? <laughs> well, not exactly, but... I was in the grocery store and uh, I got a message and it was Rodage from Slack. And he was just like, hey, I really like the podcast. And Rodage is pretty Netrunner famous. He helped Ben Nee with his Limit 6 videos and all kinds of other things. I think he might have done well at a UK Nationals. I don't know his whole story. I feel Sorry, Rodage. This isn't doing you justice. I, I called you a luminary in the community, which uh, you took very humbly but you said nice things, and then we had a good chat about about the core format in Blue Sun. So that was cool. So we're we're getting out there. This is exciting. Don't let it go to your head. It already has. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? All right. What's the exciting news? So much news. Okay, so I'm well, gonna I'm gonna boil it down. So first of all, they did Nisei did a 2018 retrospective, and there were a lot of things. They were like, these are the things that we learned about how. You know, about like what parts take longer than we thought or whatever. There was the part where they said, this is, these are all the artists that contributed to cards in 2018. There was also the one where they had the Nisei members or other community members talk about their retrospective on 2018 and what they thought about the year, how the year went for them in Netrunner. So I thought maybe this would be a good time for, instead of like reviewing that in depth and seeing what you thought about it, telling us what your year was like 2018 for Netrunner. So 2018 started, we had, at the beginning of 2018, very beginning was when we just got Sovereign Sight, the first data pack from the Katara cycle, and expanded beyond the revised core set. So there's your there's your context, go. Okay, so we started December 2017. Yes. Okay, so we're still relatively new at this whole thing. Quite new at the beginning. Yes. I feel like one of the biggest things that happened from my perspective, for me... Was I feel like 
in a lot of ways, I can competently talk about Netrunner. I'm starting to learn more of the cards, which is helpful and know what they are, but I still have trouble with that. I have trouble with names and like remembering all the stuff. If you said, oh, I'm going to play Cyberdelia, then I'd be like, okay, now what does that do? And you say that you're better with pictures, but if I'm like, it's the one with the chip on it, and you're like, oh gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Is that computer stuff? There's some wires. Yeah. (laughs) The color usually helps a bit, but yeah, I don't know. I still still have trouble remembering them. But I mean, we have this podcast and I feel like maybe I contribute a little bit now and again. So that's a thing. Sure. You're helping create Netrunner as as an emergent property of, of a community. I wish everybody could see my frightened face. You know, I've gotten to be better at Netrunner. In the beginning, I don't feel like I was winning very often. I was like... Well, there's the winning thing, but also it's just interesting to think about how much our play has evolved. You know, when you're you're just like starting with the core set and you're, you're just like, well, I'm going to install this thing and then I'm going to advance it once. And then the next one, I'm going to advance it again. And people are like, what are you doing? Right? You're like, <laughs> it's a Grindle. I'm going to do it after five turns or something. And then, yeah. right, or like, I'm just going to score out this agenda over three turns. It's no big deal. Yeah. Or you're coming up with these, like, crazy new decks that you're trying out that we've been playing since we started after the GNK on the standard format. And, like, and I feel like in the beginning, like, we started playing this game. You were the yellow one. The yellow one? Are you talking? Oh, the NEH, Near Earth Hub. Yeah. Anyway, so you were playing that one, and you're like, hey, look at this ice that I've got. And I'm like, oh, crap, what am I going to do? But now I have a plan that I'm still not going to tell you until I do it. And then you'll be like, oh, good plan. My point is, you know, we started in December 2017. So in January 1st, 2018, yes. not that great. Not able to, like, think very deeply about it. You know, it's like when I crochet something or knit something, like in the beginning, I'm just following the pattern. But eventually I can figure out like, oh, hey, if I knit like this, or if I crochet like this, then I can alter my piece in this way. Mm-hmm. And then I can make something else, you right. know, like that giraffe scarf. That wasn't a pattern. That was just like my brain understanding how it worked. And so I feel like... So you're making your own Netrunner patterns. I'm starting to kind of figure some of those things out and yeah. be able to say like, oh, he's got that. Oh, but it's not hopeless. I don't have to concede because I have this trick that I'm going to try. And I tried a trick against your Nazir deck the other day. I don't remember what it is. Didn't work. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. Anyway, the point is I'm starting to be able to think and conceptualize and and come up with different solutions. Whereas in the beginning it was like, well, this is what I have. It's face value. Okay. What about you? Well, let me tell you. I think the best way to think about my own progress in 2018 is to think about what I've been willing to do as far as engaging with the community. So early 2018, we were thinking about like, do we go to meetups? How do we get involved? And the first time I went to a meetup and I was awkwardly (laughs) trying to ask people to play Netrunner and it didn't really work. And they were like, they just like finished a game and started eating. And I don't think I made myself known quite clearly enough. And then I walked away and tried not to cry. I'm glad you could talk about it now. Yeah. Anyway, but then I went to prep meet a prep meetup for, I went to a store champ. I went to a meetup or two, went to regionals. Yeah. And then by the end of 
2018, we had bought uh, Nisei GNK so that we could host our own event, right? So just going from like really being unsure how to do this as a thing with other people to being confident enough to uh, take a hand in organizing it. Yeah, I feel like we're like part of the community now. Like people know our names and they recognize us and we know other people's names. and Which is weird because we never go to any of the meetups. Well, I know, but we've gone to other things and you're... We go when on... there's prizes, huh? Well, <laughs> you got to prioritize, right? Like if you can only go sometimes. Yeah, I think we can go more often. Well, maybe. That Saturday afternoon slots is really hard to hit. It is. It's a great time to do home improvement. Yeah. Or play Netrunner at home. Or Arkham with our son. Yeah. So the next article that was posted after that was a very special 15 minutes interview. Because they interviewed us! (laughs) So, first of all, what do you think? You were interviewed on the worldwide headquarters for the ongoing Netrunner scene. They must have been desperate. I got the impression that they were, yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, gosh, it's getting toward the holidays. Oh. No one's returning our emails. <laughs> Let's talk to Tristan and Nicole. Well, it worked out for us because yeah. we did it, and it was fun. It was a little bit difficult, you know, admitting you that think about it? Yeah, we yeah. hadn't seen Blade Runner. Although I did rent it, borrow it from the library, and I intend to watch it, so that'll be a thing. All right. I mean, anything else that you thought about the interview process, doing an interview by email? Is that a really boring question to ask? I liked it because I, I think I may have mentioned it before, but I'm kind of a slow processor. So having time to mull over my thoughts and edit them is is good for me. Yeah, I also thought it was neat to be able to do it deliberately because we could be thoughtful about like switching off between who starts and who like continues that line and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was good. Yeah. And this was the cool part. We were able to drop episode four the same morning that that interview came out. And so we blasted through all of our previous records and got 80 downloads in one day. So it was like some serious like cross-marketing. Yeah, hopefully some of those people stick to it. Right. I think we have like 12 subscribers now. Hey, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. So the next one that they posted was about the Patreon. So Nisei now has a way that you can give them money. That's very nice. Yeah. Because they're all volunteers. They're all volunteers. And also they have expenses. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but if you've ever been to Nisei.net, they probably have to pay for that. And so they have dumb ads on it. (laughs) And maybe someday they won't have to. Yeah. That's pretty great. I don't have anything exciting to say about that. Would you encourage people to donate enough so they get a crayon drawing? Uh, It seems kind of weird. But maybe some people don't have kids who constantly give them random drawings of things. If you didn't, would you actively acquire them? I have no idea. (laughs) Hard to say. I cannot think in that world. Okay. But I suppose if they're by, like, people who make the cards and who do a good job at at drawing things. No, they specifically intended to not do a very good job. Said it would be like something a kindergartner would draw. Right. Yeah. You know, okay, okay, okay. No. Here's what I think about it, though. I think... Like, you know, when you subscribe to, like, a public radio station, Yes. then they're always like, oh, and then we can, like, send you a gift. And I'm like, I don't need more things, and I'm not giving you money so that I can get a gift. Like, I'm giving you money because I support 
your cause because I care about what you're doing. But some people do like that gift or that recognition. And these drawings are a way for them to be able to say like, hey, we really appreciate you. And we don't have a lot of money. And the money that we do have, we want to put toward what we all care about, which is the Netrunner stuff. Sure. Instead of saying, here's your tote bag. Because who needs another tote bag, right? Uh, Okay. So that's a really great perspective. So first of all, I think you're really giving away our demographic pretty closely when you're like, so for those of you who subscribe to public radio, but, but that's a good way to think about it, right? So if you are the kind of person who's like, hey, I really like this stuff that these people are doing and I'm going to pay for it. That's like kind of the, the public radio model, but it's also, I guess, the internet 3.0 model, right? People are all just making stuff and then people are like, hey, I'm, I like that. I'm going to put some money toward it. And then we all just... You get to support people doing what we love and them doing what they love. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Okay, next, they announced that they were going, that Nisei is going to host a core experience tournament online at the end of the month. That's next weekend, yeah? That's next weekend. So hopefully... From our perspective. From, yeah, I'm really intending to get this edited lickety split. <laughs> so here's something, like, assuming this comes out before the tournament, here's a little scoop for you guys. We got invited to commentate. Yes, we did. So look forward to hearing our thoughts. We've, we have played a lot of core 2019 core games yeah, compared we- to, like, we're probably in the top... 5% of all Netrunner players in terms of number of games we've played, except, for the, in, core, except for the playtesters. Not, not in quality of play, just no. in amount of play. Yeah, number yeah number of core experience games. Uh, although, since they announced the tournament, people may have really been jamming those games to get ready for it. That so, could be. Could be, but... But we did do a lot of core experience yeah. games. So, are you excited? I am excited. The slot we picked is at 5 in the morning for us. I'm slightly less excited about that. I don't <laughs> like to get up before the sun, but... But the the benefit of it is that we get to get up before the sons and daughters. That's right. So <laughs> we had to pick what we, what we could manage. Yeah, because they were like, hey, maybe you want to commentate, maybe you want to play, we just want you to be involved. And we were like, well, I don't think we can both play but we also were kind of a team so like we wouldn't want to commentate separately wouldn't have want to have one play and one commentator something like that nobody wants that just one of us imagine listening to this podcast and only having one of us i'm much better conversationally than i am lecturally so it's like who wants a jelly sandwich right you gotta have the peanut butter and the jelly something like that yeah i'm not gonna tell you which one you are okay okay the next article was about card evolution, that one where they ran through that mirror morph ID and they were talking about all the different designs that they tried. Did you read that article? Nope. Oh. I don't think so. Man. So they were talking about like, okay, let's say we want to have an ID and the ID should be like, okay, whenever you use all three clicks to do something, the same thing, then get a click. And people are like, that's a terrible idea because you could just... Credit, credit, credit. Or you could say install an agenda, then play biotic labor, and then advance, 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 and then you'd get another click that you could use to advance at a fourth time. So you could score out a four-two from hand, oh. for example. Okay. And so then they changed, and they're like, "Well, okay, what if you did three different actions instead?" And they're like, "Okay, so what you're saying is install, advance, and then and bio- play biotic labor. Then you get another click, and they're like, "Oh, darn it, you got us again, right?" So. 
anyway, the point is just that like both that balancing cards is really hard. And the other part of the article was that when you're actually the people designing a card game, you have no idea what cards are in the game because you remember the eight different versions that you tried and aren't <laughs> sure which one's the real one anymore. Any thoughts about that? Well, I'm glad that I'm not the only one who can't remember what all the cards are, although I don't have the same you don't have an compelling excuse, excuse no. that they have. All right. And then the most recent one was uh, the next 15 minutes, which uh, was with Enigma, the lead web developer. Yeah. So number one, he answered our question. Our question was, what should we name this baby that's coming in May? Yes. And his suggestion was uh, Symmetrical Visage. Seems a little long. Simviz. <laughs> she might not like that too much. Yeah. But, I mean, I hope you're really working on giving that baby a symmetrical face to start her off right. Uh, so far, so good on the other kids. They're pretty symmetric. Yeah. You make them pretty good. Pretty good looking. I got a talent. Anyway, so we'll see. We'll put we'll, The way that we say that kind of stuff in our family is we're putting that one in the maybe pile. <laughs> he suggested another one, though, too. It was Kate. Kate, yeah. Yeah. That one seems more plausible. Yes. To be fair. Okay. But also, he talked about a few other things. So number one, he's only been playing since the beginning of 2017 or so. Okay. So not not like a long timer, but he like also jumped into the, the community side in a different way, right? With On the Nisei side. Yes. Right? So that's really cool. The second thing was just talking about all of the different the web dev things that he does and, and keeping up the website and all the ways that you can participate, right? Like if you are having a problem with the website, here's how you can go to the GitHub page and report an issue, or here's how you can contribute if you want to help code some solutions and mixing that up with the, the Gentechi as well. I have to say that when I've heard people talk about issues that they've run into on a lot of the Netrunner sites, I don't know all of them, but like you've mentioned emailing like, oh, this isn't working to a couple people. And I think Brian said something about it at the GNK and it was, it seemed like the responsiveness is really quick. And I think that's, that's really commendable. Right. And, and in my case, it was the, and the Android app, they made an update and, and I was like, oh, hey, great update. And here, here are the, the cards that were a little bit messed up. Right. Fixed that the next day. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, and then also he, is starting to jump into organizing events. Oh. So that was also an interesting part of the article, was talking about, you know, the the process of thinking about an event as an organizer, something that we've been through lately and we'll be chatting about in a few minutes. Yes. So that was a good article. Excellent. All right. In other Netrunner content, from last click did drop an episode. This is officially their season two where they don't talk about Netrunner. What do they talk about? They talk about whatever they're doing and then... Like scrubbing the toilet. And well, one of them, I think this, these are both, Chris, talking about being naked in public. Oh, heavens. It was in Sweden, like at a spa. Oh, okay. And how that went and how, you know, as someone with traditional English sensibilities, it was a hard, <laughs> hard thing to overcome. And he is also talking about how wonderful a show Pretty Little Liars was. So the point is officially not really about Netrunner anymore. Bummer. Yeah, but you know, if you're if you're into them as human beings or like people with British accents talking about things, then it's probably <laughs> still a great podcast. Yeah. If that came across as derogatory at all, I didn't mean it that way, guys. I'm sorry. Derogatory? I don't know. Just like, just like, it's fine, I guess. Whatever. I did someone I meant. Oh. Yeah. You're just bummed that they're not 
net rendering anymore, but you're just saying yeah. don't rule them out. They haven't, and they haven't said that they wouldn't do it. Also, Dead Channel dropped an episode, which I wasn't expecting. They dropped their 2018 Daddies, their award show for the year. Ah, uh, yes. And I heard we didn't win anything. I know. I was. That would have been ridiculous. Yeah. But it's good though. Deflate the ego just a little bit. Yeah. I guess you can get in and out of doorways. I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, oh, they they have their award show. I better like scroll through it to see if we won an award. <laughs> well, that's stupid. Why would we want an award? <laughs> We've done almost nothing. We talked and then let people listen to it. They did have like a, their their awards are also their human awards were for people in the UK. That's anyway, like no. But the card of the year went to Rashida Jean. Hard to argue with that. It's a good card. Yeah. I'm glad that we attended and put on an event where Rashida all darts were the prize. So we have more of them because then we can each have a corp deck with some Rashidas in it. Yes. That will be good. Yep. So I was also listening to one of the Team Covenant casts the past couple, I think it was last week's. Okay. And one of the things they said, I wanted to get your thoughts on this, was that one of the things that keeps a game engaging and keeps a game alive is having something that people can do solo. And so for a miniatures game, building and painting these miniatures is like a way that you are engaging with the game in your brain when you like don't have other people to play with. When you have an odd couple of hours or whatever, right? Okay. And then for some games, there might be an online version, right? Yes. And so like you know, Keyforge might come out with one or whatever, but that's like a way that you can, it's not exactly a, a solo experience, okay. but it's like a way that you're like not with anyone necessarily, but you're still engaging in this game. Okay. Uh, there's games like Arkham Horror that have a solo experience, right? Where you can actually just play it one player. And right. It's a similar game. And then they also talked about deck building in a deck building game as a way that that's like this, the one player experience in a game like Netrunner is is thinking of and building these decks. Okay. So I don't know what you thought about that. Like, is that, do you think that that's a right way to think about it? Is that like to really be an engaging game and to get people's mind share that they have to be able to engage with it by themselves when they're not able to find people to chat with? And do you think that deck building fills that slot? I don't know. It seems to fill up for you. You just build decks like in your spare time. I do build and decks you... for fun. I like have a thought and I'm like, ooh, I wonder how I could... It's like kind of my creative process with the game. Yeah. Yeah. So you build decks. So what? how is it different for you? I build decks, oh, I, maybe a quarter as many decks as you build, you know? Sure. And I don't build a ton of different ones. You know, like I have, I have some, some variety. Like I've tried, I think. You've been branching out lately. I think I've tried almost all, maybe all of the factions at least once. Not Anarch. I have an inner deck, I thought. I don't know, maybe I don't. Anyway, the point is, like, I try them, and I see how it works, but then generally I try to stick to one until I really feel like I've honed it, you know, instead of doing different things. Like, I was on Shaper for a long time. You and Chaos I just, Theory for a long time. Yeah, and I was going to say, I just did Chaos Theory, and I liked it, and now I'm working with Leela, and I'm enjoying that. And I did like Esmari for a long time. And uh, now I'm on Blue Sun. I've tinkered around in Jinteki, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't know. It, for me, it's not super exciting. It's more fun to play the game. Which So deck building is just a means to an end, right? It's a way to... Yeah. Okay. So, but I, 
you know, maybe some people are, are okay. I have a lot of other things that I spend my time doing. So I enjoy playing Netrunner and I would rather make my own decks than, you know, pull one off of a, somebody else's site. Mm-hmm. So I do that. But if I'm like, oh no, I don't have any time where we can play together, then I'll do something else like pottery. And sometimes, sometimes I have times when I do things like I made you that Firefly mug. And I know that's not a, well, I mean, I know there are games, but it's not like a game that we played, but I was engaging with Firefly by doing the art and all that kind of stuff. So maybe that's just a different way that I could engage if I wanted to. So what you're saying is you're trying to be polite, but you're saying that I just have nothing else to live for. No, we just have different things that we enjoy. <laughs> I enjoy Netrunner, and you enjoy lots of things. I really like pottery. I don't know. I enjoy Netrunner. I like playing Netrunner. I'm not saying you don't like Netrunner. Okay. I'm just saying that you're you're just like, well, some of us have lots of interests, and some of us are cool enough not to be able to be held by just one hobby. But, you know, you do you. Whatever. You could take it that way, I suppose. It's not as enjoyable for me to just sit and build a bunch of different decks. Like, I'm not constantly thinking about Netrunner like you are. I'm just not. It's fine. I do think about it a lot. But, you know, you talked about different ways that a game could be one player. Or, or you can engage in a game by yourself. Right. Yeah. And so so we also have Jintucky.net for Netrunner. So it's not just about deck building, right? Like, if yeah. someone was like, oh, I want to play, but there's nobody here to play with me, then perhaps... Somebody on Jinteki.net could be part of, like, that could be a thing. And even if you can't find somebody to play against, then maybe you could, like, watch somebody else play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for this episode's Netrunner dad joke? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. So this one is a bit of a setup. It's going to be worth it, though. I promise. Okay. Okay. Which runner has a side business making bone broth, which is really just stock, right? So okay. it doesn't, it doesn't, it's just like you, you boil up carcasses or, or just bones or whatever, right? But making bone broth and then selling it at a huge markup to millennials. Cause you know, they love this stuff. They'll pay like $9 a quart for it. There might be millennials listening to this right now. You could have just offended them. You guys love your bone broth. We know it. <laughs> for the record, for the record. I am literally making chicken stock right now in the crock pot <laughs> as I'm as we're recording this episode. So it's with love. And we are like, I barely missed the cutoff for millennial. So Yeah. We're close. Okay. Okay, so which runner likes to make their bone broth? As a, yeah, as a side business. Side business. No idea. It is Gabriel Santiago, consomme professional. Oh, good gracious. <laughs> because consomme means a clear broth or soup. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay. One of, one of the best so far? Could be. I just realized I, uh, I was looking at one of my other jokes that I had in the, in the rotation, and I no longer remember the answer to it. <laughs> As I just write down the, I just write down the question so that you don't see it and spoil it for yourself. So I'm going to need to work on figuring that one out. <laughs> well, you know, if you can't come up with any other ones, then, you know, for the next time you just say the, say it and then we'll open it up. See if anybody in the comments can figure out what you're <laughs> thinking about. <laughs> okay. All right.
Main event. We hosted a GNK. We did. Was it a week ago? Yes. Yeah, it was a week ago today. Yes. So, first of all, let's let's do this in two sections. Number one, we went to a GNK. Okay. How did it go? I got fourth place. I got fifth place. That's because I crushed you. That is exactly why, actually. I would have... Um, we can talk about that in a minute. What? What's it? What are you waiting for? So I just uh, so asking how it went. How I'm telling yeah, you how so, I went. Okay. Playing. So what, what did you bring? I brought a blue sun deck and a lila deck. Okay. And how? What was your record with blue sun? Two and two. And what was your runner? Your lila record? Two wins, a loss, and then one game that we declared a tie because we didn't get to it. Okay. So I with my I brought Spark and Reina. And Spark, I went three and one. And Reina, I went one, two, and one. <laughs> so it was, yeah, that was not great. So my runner side definitely dragged me down. And uh, my one Spark loss was when I played you. Yeah, I swept that round. I like playing Netrunner. It's fine losing at Netrunner. But after those two rounds, I had to get a Snickers bar and go walk around the block. Because it was, <laughs> here's the deal. Number one. When you're playing Spark and you draw one advertisement in the time it takes your R&D to barf up seven points of agendas, and then you play Reyna and you don't find your breakers at all, right? Like all of your breakers are somehow in the bottom half of your deck, even though you have three of each. It gets real frustrating. Like you showed up to play Netrun and your deck just decided not to. Sounds like excuses. Just can't handle the loss. Those are just better than that's. You. <laughs> I'm telling you specifically why those losses hurt. Ah, yes, yes. But, you know, I brought Reyna to Cash Refresh. I brought Reyna to this, this thing because I like her. I like the fact that she comes with a link, you know, a little bit. That's that's kind of helpful, right, if you're, say, just breaking through a Data Raven Trace or something. Mm. But I just like the, the pressure, right, where you're just like, I'm just going to run every turn. I'm just going to make you res and regret it or i'm gonna make you not res and regret it but i never win games i think it's because she's so she's really strong for the first half of the game but then once once you're set up it's just like i i run out of steam Ah, i don't know that can be hard on a corp deck yeah and so it's frustrating but spark uh, even though, like I said, I went three and one, but I, I thought it was a really fun deck to play, especially when the runner is like, okay, I'm going to take credit up to four, credit up to five. And like, I'm going to res this now. I'm going to take you down to take you down to five, four again. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess I won't play the sure gamble this turn. Ugh. That's funny. <laughs> That's just funny. Yeah, there were some plays like that when we were testing them out. Yeah. So tell us about how your decks went. Uh, well, I gave you the statistics. Yes. But uh, so Blue Sun, I like it. I like being able to like pull my ice back and pull my Marylands back into my hand, and and then I realized that I could do that with Elizabeth Mills. So I could drop my bad pub, pull her back into my hand, get two credits, and then if I got another bad pub, I, she's already there, and I've got I can put her down. Like yeah, from your hostile takeovers. Yeah, that was. That was super great, and I came up with that like during one of my games. Yeah, I was sitting right next to you. I saw you do that, and I was like, oh, I just never, I had never thought of that. That's a really good use case. Yeah, so that was great. And then, um, so there's not very many things that like like when you res, something good happens, right? Right. Well, it's like because when we were playing 
yesterday, just here at home, you went running and I res that, I resed her as you were about to see her. So I got to take that bad pub in the middle of your run and then you trashed her and I was like, whatever, I took care of what I needed to do. Yeah. Okay. And your Lila, Lila deck, tell us about Lila. Lila, I love messing with your setup. I mean, not just yours, but I think Lila's fun like that because, well, maybe. But uh, I think it's fun to be able to just like pop things back in your hand. And it, and I like that she doesn't, it's not like, oh, when I only when I steal an agenda, right? It's like when it's scored or stolen, then mm-hmm. I get to pop something back. And, you know, sometimes it's fun to pop back ice, but sometimes it's fun to pop back other cards that are in the servers, like upgrades and things like that. I mean, the best use case, right, is if you if you steal one from a central and then you take an advanced card and, and then return that. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I guess you're not going to store that agenda. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, okay, so how do you like to play Lila? You play Lila pretty aggressively. Yeah, which right, is where you're... not how I would have imagined that I'd play her or anybody. Yeah, absolutely. I tend to be pretty conservative when I when I was running Shaper. I would not really do anything until I got my rig set up. But with mm-hmm. Lila, I'm like, well, we'll try it out. Like, at worst, it's a century and it does a net damage, which I can handle, or it or it takes down a program, but I don't have any programs out, so... yeah. You know, or, you that's know. so interesting because I never thought you would play like that. No, me either. But it's been it's been fun to try it out. I want to maybe want to try a deck like Brian was talking about, where maybe you build it, but you don't put any icebreakers in, and then you have to try to figure out how to get in. He was like, well, you might, you probably won't win very often, but you start thinking more creatively about how you can get in. I think Lila would be really good with that like the way I play there and and I had figured a little bit of it out mm-hmm. right with like inside job and spear fishing and emergency shutdown and, and that kind of stuff so I think it's fun it is fun I also think that your Lila decks are more it seems like more fun than mine I I, I tried a, like a slow Lila where you're just like waiting for them to make a mistake uh-huh. and by make a mistake I mean score an agenda and then you pick a central to mess with or whatever yeah and, you know, try to not run as much as possible to keep everything unrest. But then if your plan is that you're going to let them score agenda points, at some point that becomes a really bad plan. Because right. they'll score seven and then the game's over. Yeah. Anyway. I remember playing against your Lila deck. That was a slow That was game. a slow game. But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that's worth mentioning about playing in the GNK. Is the core experience is a slow format, too. That's true. It was surprising how many times it... We had timed wins and losses and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the GNK. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Yep. The the tie that I got on my runner side was because we had five minutes left by the time our first game ended. And so we're like, okay, go. We're playing speed net runner. And I would have gotten a timed win, but he scored. I Because I, I grabbed an agenda, but he scored out a two-pointer on it, like, you know, with six seconds remaining or something. Yeah. Yeah. I played the same same guy and I got my first one was a time to win because it took the entire time <laughs> for us to get through. And then so we just went tie on the next one because yeah. we didn't get to play it. You yeah. know, so, yeah, it can be really slow. Even I mean, it's like that was an extreme case on time. But like there was only one game out of all four rounds where everybody was finished before time. Yes. And that wasn't like a whole lot before. It was like maybe 10 minutes before. So still yeah. pretty slow. So that's 
something to be aware of. I think, I mean, the Jinteki tournament, playing on Jinteki.net generally speeds things up, but there might be still cases where both games don't happen in, in the 65 minutes. Right. So let's talk about now what it was like hosting or organizing the GMK. <laughs> so we had some concerns that no one would show up. Yes. It's going to be us, and then we invited a friend and that we had introduced to the game, and we're like, well, figure it out. But we had nine total people. Nine people. So we almost, rad. but we got some help from the from Brian, who had been He'd done most active in organizing. organizing things around Portland beforehand, so that was really great. And we just tried to be really clear about advertising it on we put it on always Facebook be running and Facebook and always be running. Yep. Yeah. And we had a lot of people that said they were going to show up and we had nine, nine show up and eight were able to stay the whole time. Yes. Including two people who had never been to a tournament before. I think that's the number that I'm most proud of. Well, there were three total people who had never been to a tournament before, right? The guy who had to leave early. I thought that was, that was the other one. What? It's the one that we brought uh-huh. or we invited. And then there's the one who had to leave early. And then the guy who won, I didn't he say that was his first tournament? Oh, I don't know. I thought he'd said he'd been around for a long time, but maybe. No, he said he just had recently gotten into it. He bought oh, somebody right. else's old. He bought someone else's collection. Yeah. Yeah. And he was thinking about selling it right afterwards. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, no! So, yeah, winning the winning setup was uh, Replicating Perfection and Gabe. Uh, I'm not sure. That may have been, you know, kind of a fluke, I think, in general. Replicating Perfection is kind of a hard one. Did you play against him? I did. Oh, you did. He was so aggressive. Like, I mean, he was a good good player and he was a kind person. but like As a he, human being. Yes. Yeah. He played really aggressively. Like, it was... I lost to him on Replicating Perfection because he had had a June bug that was there. And then he was like, oh, I'm going to put ice in front of it now and I'm going to start advancing it. And I was like, oh my, I better run it. Oh, that was a bad idea, you know? But... I... Like when he got some bad draws or something when I was playing against him on the on the corpse side and he was a corp and it's like he didn't have any ice in front of any of his servers and it freaked me out like i couldn't like just i know that wasn't his plan and he was telling me like i i'm I'm looking for ice this isn't what i'm trying to do i'm like i'm just like i can't run your servers they're freaking me out too much i couldn't either because i was like i don't know what's in these things it's jinteki and but he didn't have a ton of ice out when i was playing either yeah so also we had all four corp factions and all three runner factions represented. Yes. We had every corp ID except for personal evolution. Mm-hmm. And we had every runner except for Quetzal and Chaos Theory. So it was really diverse. That was fun. Yeah. And then do you want to talk about how we did the prizes? Sure. So we had since we had nine people, we had enough. So everybody got. So the plan was everybody got the Rashida Jahim. Everybody got a Rashida Jahim. And then there were, you know, even if there were 12 people, there would have been three Titans and four Rashidas left. So we gave one of the Titans to each of the top runner factions, which was places one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the four extra Rashidas went to the top corp factions, which was uh, ended up being one, two, four, and six. So, so you got you were top Wayland at the event. I was. Congratulations. Thank you. And then the play mat because we were trying to make this a fun, friendly event. We just had everyone pick a name of someone who they really enjoyed playing against and put it in a in a in a box, and then had the, the winner, winner draw one out, and he drew you. I got the play mat. So now you have a play mat. 
It smells so good. I mean, it, it looks nice, too. It looks very nice. It, it's, it was, a, it's a full sensory experience for Nicole. Yes. You smell the cards when they come out of the box, so... I know, but it's just the first thing that you said. I know. <laughs> like, I want a mat. Smells delicious. Sorry. I love going in shoe stores because they just smell so good. <laughs> just like that smell. I'm weird. I Anyway, yeah. That. Okay. So... Also, I have to say that it's a little bit more intimidating playing against you now with your with your mat rolled out at the table. When I'm like, oh man, can I really defeat the order one GNK champion? So professional. Yeah. One day I'm gonna get a mat. That's right. I think maybe. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. So if someone's out there, maybe they uh, didn't have someone set up a GNK for this for this round what would you say to them what would you say to them if they're like i don't know if i can organize a tournament it's not as hard as you think i mean we had brian who we asked a bajillion questions to and he was really great about helping us out but once like we were there and it was going it went smoothly and it was great and i think you know part of it there's like not a, a ton a ton going on it's a simple thing right like you get there people have bought their decks it's all kind of set up and, and taken care of from that perspective. But then also, I don't know, at least here in Portland, I can't speak for anywhere else, but I get the sense that this is pretty global. People are really nice and helpful and forgiving. So I think it's great. And it wasn't it wasn't terribly frightening. I think also people are just really appreciative. That was the thing is that people are oh, so yeah. grateful that we would do the organizing work. And the organizing work, Honestly, is so you front the money, right? Right, and that might be challenging for some people by itself, but also like when you're fronting it and you're not sure if anyone's going to show up, <laughs> that could be frustrating or concerning, stressful. But then you are doing the publicity mm-hmm. and working out the venue, mm-hmm. and so we just picked the the game store that's like by my work, and it was easy. Because I, t- I know the owner and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, you go there a lot and you have developed a good relationship with them. Yeah, but it was it was also small, so it, it limited the size. And that was, that was probably made it easier, actually. But if you just find someone who done it before, then they can walk you through that part. And then the other part is doing the management of the tournament itself during the tournament. And basically, whoever, big thanks to whoever built the NRTM app on the iPad, because it's pretty great. Yeah. It does like half the work for you. At least. Yeah. I mean, there's like the timer and then it does the it pairings. Up. Yeah. And then we uploaded the scores on Epitome so people could check out, make sure that we didn't put it in wrong or anything like that. Yep. Yeah. Super, super rad. So you should do it. Just yeah. take the leap. It's it's more fun. Also, especially with the GNK, people would have been willing to do more than one. Right, this quarter, people would have enjoyed that. So that should be fun. And then, and then we, because we had to make the choice beforehand, we decided we'd take the leap and do the store championship as well. Yeah. So there wasn't anybody like signing up, but there was a guy on Facebook who said he's new to the area and he would help us out. And then Brian said he would help us out. So we've yep. got a lot of yeah, so, support from yep. the community, which has been reassuring. And we will need it. Oh yeah. Because we need to pick a bigger venue and get a little more formal this time. Right. So overall, it was good. I'm not as terrified, you know, when you're like, well, we have to get this ordered before we have our event if we're going to do it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what if this event tanks? What are we going to do? But it didn't. Things went well. So I'm much more at peace. The one piece of advice I would we, we haven't quite figured out is 
when you're scheduling, try and figure out when all of the key forge events are, because a lot of the people, a lot of people just like to be a hundred percent, right? Like a lot of people from Netrunner are trying out KeyForge right now. Yeah. And so if you could avoid those days, that would be better. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure when those all are, but yeah. Right. You just need to kind of check calendars or have someone who is into that scene be aware of that. And, right. Yeah, yeah. Make suggestions. But thankfully, the more active people on the Facebook group know a decent amount about it. Yep. And so, yeah, tap into your local community. They're pretty Even great. the people who aren't willing to organize, they can help you do a lot of that uh, heavy lifting. Right. Okay, in past episodes, we've talked about Jinteki.net, and you've said you're not a fan, you don't <laughs> like it, it's not, it doesn't work for you, you don't like playing there. Yes. And so, and I've talked about how maybe that was my fault for trying to you play on bad form factors, whether it's small laptops or a phone. It wasn't yeah. even a laptop, it was like a, an iPad. Yeah, so... That Don't was my mistake. Recommend it yeah. on tablets so, and phones. But I thought we, we talked about trying it again. Yes. And I gave you the big laptop. Yes. And what did you think about Chinteki.net? Much better experience. I Might got, even be fun? Yeah, no, it is fun. I got to play sitting on the couch, which is pretty great. I like sitting on the couch instead of the hard dining room chairs. Okay. Also, I mean, specifically, you were sitting by the couch. At least one of these times, there was a fire going in the fireplace. This is also true. Yeah. So that's a big plus. Yes. Uh, no, it was good. It it wasn't as clunky as I had felt before. It was easier to see my cards, partially because of the bigger screen, but also like you can hover over things. You can't do that on a phone. I found it easy too. When I play on Jinteki.net, I have the Jinteki.net tab and then I have the Jinteki.net commands in case I need to make a change. Then I'm not like, oh. So, I always get the slash wrong. I forget which direction the slash goes. Oh, see, I don't even try to remember these things. <laughs> I just look it up. So I played a few games against Tristan. Yeah, so you played against me. And we were playing, this is back, we were playing Core Experience. Yes. And then there was a, there was just a game out there floating, right? And game floating. It was just a game that someone was looking for a core experience oh, game. Oh, yes. So I played against somebody else. And it was it was Manta. Yes. And so if you're out there, Manta, thank you so much. Or Yeah, he was pretty, or she. I don't, yeah. I don't know who Manta is. But very understanding. I just sort of said up front, like, you're my first game not against my husband. So if I messed up, then it was just like, okay, here's how you can fix it. And, and this is okay. And that was great. It was, it was fun. So also net, you were telling me, is great because it allows us to not have to, like, to cycle through more decks and to make, yes. to try different things faster. Yes, that's true. We don't have to constantly be building and unbuilding the decks. So that helps. Okay. And anything else about it? I still, um, this is more me than anything else. Okay. But I still am, like, nervous playing against other people. Like, oh, I'm going to mess up or... Some, I don't know. I guess maybe it's a little bit more vulnerability mm-hmm. or something. But I did. I, yeah, I, I played against somebody else. I don't know. You were at work and I was bored. And it went it went well. I, I think I lost, but still went well. Yeah. I mean, that's a good, that's good. Get out there and play against people who aren't me. Then you'll, you'll lose a lot, but you'll become a better player. <laughs> right. I think it's great how they set it up too, where you can decide your format so you're not saying like oh i'm going i'm playing core experience but somebody else is playing with 10 times more variety of card i think that that makes it a good thing so noah and the whole gentucky crew excellent work that format selector is a great addition yes 
That's good. I appreciate having it out there. Yeah. So all the things that you said about Genteki in the past retracted. Yeah. Except for what I said this time, which is I don't recommend it on like a phone or a tablet. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Lessons learned. But the point is just pull out a computer, a laptop and, and have fun. Cause, and the, and the people there, this is why I feel like I can talk about the community globally is that I feel the people there are always kind and helpful and, you know, you can ask questions or if you make a mistake, they, they're like, oh, well, here's how you fix that or whatever. Yeah. I was just playing against somebody and they, I hit an aggressive secretary. Ugh. And so they're going to trash some programs. And the question was like whether I could get some stuff off my programs first. And they like really wanted to make sure that I had thought about that and that we came to an agreement about that. And in that case, I was like, well, I'm accessing it. So the access happens. Like I can't, there's no paid ability window during the access. And we felt, we both felt good about that. Yeah. But yeah, it was really, it was a collaborative experience. We were building this game together. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Okay. Anything else on your list of things? No. Oh my. So if people want to get in touch with us, what are the best ways? Email. Email. If you email us, you might get mentioned because we're pretty excited to get emails. Yeah. So kitchentablenetrunner at gmail.com. Absolutely. You can catch me on Slack. I'm at uh, LSTM. And just today we were had like a hours long conversation about Nazir. And apparently there's a whole bunch of pent up Nazir love on Stimpak Slack. <laughs> Ooh, and excited to get to talk about the Nazir decks that you're working on. Oh, yeah. And then last, maybe people could catch us on Jinteki. So if you see us, I'm LSTM. Cone 11. It's a pottery thing. It is. It means it's like it's so hot you would like it would burn your face off. Because that's how extreme she is. There you go. All right. And... I don't know. I guess you can do nice things about our podcast wherever you get podcasts. If you can the rate like it. and subscribe or whatever. That's YouTube. Oh, okay. Well, we're not on YouTube. We tried that and it, so, yeah, it any was kind not of, our bag. Yeah, the likes. I guess you could like and subscribe. Rate uh, the five stars. That's the big thing, right? Is oh, rate it five stars. Five stars. I don't know where that is, though. Yeah. Figure it out. We're not... I mean, Useful, here's the other thing. Don't Also, don't, don't rate us five stars if you don't think we deserve it. That doesn't seem right. Yeah. We're from the Midwest originally. I think I think that shows there. Oh, <laughs> I think that's Midwest quality. Yeah, we're not we're not trying to just anyway. That's dumb. Also, you know that we have some issues, at least one of us with some ego, you know. So don't don't inflate it. So you're saying unnecessarily. don't don't give us five stars. Go for like a three, maybe. Maybe I mean what? <laughs> just like bring him down a peg. Just a little, you know. Yeah, tell us the podcast is bad. Just so that he feels bad about himself for a while. No, don't do that. Just be honest. We can handle it. We're... You can handle it. I can. I'll... You can help me through it. That's right. I'll, I'll hug him through it. It'll be okay. <laughs> okay. So until then, until the next episode, until we you catch us on the Core Experience Tournament, until we play you in Jinteki, play, play Netrunner! Netrunner!